Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, this is Josh Marshall, and this is the Josh Marshall Podcast. Actually, this is a Josh Marshall Podcast Extra. We do these when we have some uh, fast-breaking news, something that just comes up, and we want to put it out for you right away. And we've got an example of that today. Now, I'm here with my co-host, David Tainer. Hey, Josh. So today, uh, we have Michael Avenetti, who is the lawyer for Stormy Daniels. You've probably, you, you, you've probably seen him. On. He's been on TV all morning. He made yeah. some news today, and then he and swung by that, the podcast. And what was that news? This morning, he said on both MSNBC's Morning Joe and on CNN that his client, Stormy Daniels, has been physically threatened uh, to stay quiet about her alleged affair with Donald Trump. Right. So that definitely ups the ante quite a bit. So we, we talked to uh, Michael just a few moments ago, and we got further into this question of physical threats, whether Stormy Daniels... Uh, feels that she's presently in danger, so on and so forth. Some pretty exciting stuff. That is not all that's new. We have our first sponsor here hey! on the Josh Marshall Podcast. Things are moving really fast. That's amazing. David, let me let me tell you about this. Uh, born in Brooklyn and brewed in the Bronx, Grady's is New York's favorite cold brew. Sounds now, good. It is good. And, like, you know, I drink this stuff, like, nonstop basically the ed blog would not exist if, <laughs> we got if, we if got Katie... some coffee in the office yesterday i think people were pretty excited about yeah, that yeah no totally it's excited good. let me run this from the top so born in brooklyn and brewed in the bronx grady's is new york's favorite cold brew but you can have it delivered to your door no matter where you live that's great cuz it used to be you could only get it in new york now you can get it like anywhere uh at least in the world at least in the country maybe anywhere in the world their cold brew kit includes everything you need to create smooth, velvety cold brew at home. All you have to do is add water. No French press, no mess, no baristas. You save money, too. You get 36 cups of gourmet cold brew for only $30. That's less than a buck a cup. And shipping's free. Ready to give it a swirl? Get 20% off your first order at Grady'sColdBrew.com. That's Grady'sColdBrew.com with promo code TPM. That's TPM. Yeah. Well, you know, this is this is very relevant because you know you need you need coffee, you need caffeine to get kind of pumped up. A lot, you know, lot of news out there. Yeah, a you lot of get news. Caffeinated. Th- things moving quickly. So, as I said, we have uh, Michael Avenetti. He is the still relatively new lawyer for Stormy Daniels. She had had other legal representation. Uh, probably not quite as top flight as her current legal representation back when she signed that. NDA agreement back in October 2016. So we're going to talk about all of that with Michael Avenetti. Hi, okay, Michael Avenetti. Let's launch right into it. Let me first question, sort of a devil's advocate one. Why does the public need to know about Stormy Daniels' story at all? My understanding from that uh, 2011 interview was it's a consensual relationship. So why is this a public story? Why does it matter? Well, I think it's important that the American people uh, always be told the truth and always have as much information at their disposal as possible. Uh, thus far, there's been a lot of misinformation that's been disseminated. 
a fair amount of it at the hands of uh, Mr. Cohen and uh, individuals that I'll describe as Trump surrogates. And I think she wants to set the record straight uh, as to what transpired. You know, there's really two parts uh, to her story. There's uh, the relationship with the president uh, and everything that that entailed. And then there's the the second portion, and in some ways, I think that that may be more important than the first, and that's the portion relating to the cover-up and what's gone on here in an effort to silence uh, a a U.S. citizen who wants to tell her story and and speak the truth. And that goes all the way back to at least October 2016, maybe before then, I guess. Well, I think when she gives the interview, people are going to learn that it actually goes back long before October of 2000. Uh, 16. Uh, So, you know, again, she wants to tell her side of the story to the extent that there is a narrative from the other side that's different than that. Right. uh, Then so be it. Uh, Let them come forward and tell their version of events. And that's really been our position from the get go. We're not trying to silence anyone. Uh, Each side should have their opportunity uh, to speak openly and freely. And let's let the American people decide who's telling the truth and who's not shooting straight with them. Now, I, I saw a reference, uh, her uh, Stormy's former uh, lawyer, Keith Davidson, uh, I saw a reference, I think back in 2011, when he seemed to already be uh, representing her in some fashion. And he talked about reaching out to the Trump organization to get like a sign off, basically, about representing her. So here's here's my question. Uh, he Keith Davidson is the lawyer who represented her in the process of of signing that agreement back in October 2016. We noticed, I'm sure you saw, he was also the same lawyer who represented Karen McDougal, another alleged girlfriend of the president who did this catch and kill story. She didn't know it was a catch and kill story, but sold her story to the National Enquirer they promptly covered it up. He represented her there, too. He seems to be friends with Michael Cohen. Do you have any concerns about the legal representation that Stormy was receiving back in October 2016? You know, I really don't want to comment on that um, as of yet or provide my opinions relating to that. I have some uh, very concrete, definitive opinions uh, on that topic. Uh, but here's what I will say. Um, I do things quite a bit differently. Is one of those things uh, solely representing the interests of your client as opposed to uh, uh, secondary interests or or having multiple clients that your primary client doesn't know about? Uh, I assume that's another no comment. It it is another no comment. You are a very skilled questioner, but your listeners already know that. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Uh, Quick question. Does Gina Rodriguez still represent Stormy? No. No. Is 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 now? I take it she was involved in January when that statement was put out. It's not really. Cl- I mean, Michael Cohen put out a statement that appeared to be from Stormy Daniels saying no affair, no anything. I think she was representing her as recently as then. Correct. Well, I think I think this is one of the topics that's going to be touched on uh, in the sixty minutes interview. So it's not appropriate for me to comment on it. Got it. But as of right now, she's no longer Stormy's manager. Correct. And. Uh, okay, well, that's that is uh, very interesting to know. So, another question: uh, I have sources that have have given me some inkling of of what is in that uh, Anderson Cooper interview. You know, CBS is a very large organization; people chatter and stuff like that. And my understanding is is that is that she says things that the president might find embarrassing to be revealed about 
his things he likes and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, when I when my sense is that this has been this part of the interview has been downplayed by people at CBS, but they concede that it's there. Have you had any concerns that maybe the full interview may not be played by CBS? Well, I know the full interview will not be played because well, I, I was because I yeah. was present for the entirety of the interview that took place, uh, and it was far longer than the time format right. would would permit. So I know there's going to be various things that are left on the cutting room floor, if you will. Right. Uh, I think that 60 Minutes is going to use their journalistic uh, judgment that's been honed over 50 years to determine what to air and what not to air uh, relating to what she had to say. Uh, Here's what I will say. Uh, I would not be sitting here and I certainly would not be out uh, on national television making some of the statements that I'm making if I had any doubts or concerns whatsoever relating to the veracity or truthfulness of what my client is saying. Um, I think she is extremely credible. Um, I think that what she has had or what she has to say in the interview uh, will be well received by the American people. I think that uh, not certainly not all, but uh, most will believe what she has to say. I think the detailed nature of uh, her recollection of events uh, and the details surrounding those events lend uh, a significant amount of credibility to what she has to say. And I think that one of the concerns uh, that the White House has most likely is this woman knows what she's talking about. She's not making this up. Uh, and when people hear what she has to say, they're going to come away, in my view, uh, with the belief that she's telling the truth because there's just far too many details for it not to be accurate. That gets to something that I, I, I others have alluded to me about, that uh, she may discuss intimate details that only someone who had carried on such a relationship would know. Is that, is that some of the stuff you're, you're, you're talking about? I'm, I'm not going to preempt the interview by di- disclosing what's in the interview. What I will say is um, she is either 100% credible uh, or is missing her calling because she could win five Academy Awards for Best Actress. Um, I think it's the uh, former, not the latter. Got it. Got it. Um, so th- this morning, you, you, I believe it was the first time you, you, you disclosed this this morning on, on one of the morning shows, that she has been the recipient of physical threats or threats of physical intimidation um, to stay quiet. Uh, can you, do, do you believe, does she believe she is still in, in physical danger? Is she still under some threat or believe she may be under some threat about how, I mean, because obviously she's, She's not. Uh, she's no shrinking violet at the moment. I mean, you're on the on TV. She's out there. Is it? Is she in some danger? I think she's very concerned about her physical safety right now, and I think she has very uh, or a lot of reasons to be concerned. Um, uh, I'm. I likewise am slightly concerned about my physical safety. There's been a series of death threats that have been received by her and me. Uh, you know, there's a lot of kooky people out there. Uh, many of those threats uh, we laugh off, some of which we don't laugh off. Uh, but regardless of the death threats uh, or threats of injury to us or our families, we're not going home. We're not packing up. Uh, neither her nor I, that's not how we live our lives. Uh, I think we have that in common. Uh, we, we understand the importance of this. 
we're, we're not going to stop doing it because somebody might threaten us. Uh, and she's very, very strong-willed. Uh, I have never been one to be prone to intimidation tactics. Uh, for better or worse, those have a tendency to cause me to double down, if you will. Uh, and at the end of the day, we're going to find out whether this was really smart or really stupid. Uh, but right now, I'm putting my money on really smart. Now, let me ask you this, because I think everybody unfortunately understands that when something is uh, so high profile, so tied up in the partisan divisions of the country, just inevitably, um, that you're going to have some crazies come out of the woodwork and say terrible things and so forth. But it certainly sounded like it's it sounded like from what you said this morning, that that is not all you were talking about, that there was intimidation of a more credible and specific kind, whether it was last week or in 2016 or 2006, of someone telling, say, you need to shut up about this and and we are going to incentivize you with things beyond $130,000. Am I I basically understanding that correctly? Uh, Again, I'm not going to go beyond what I said um, earlier today when answering those questions. Uh, I think when the interview airs, people are going to hear in detail uh, what happened. Uh, and they're going to judge for themselves as to whether that was uh, some kook, uh, if you will, some wing nut uh, right. that just happened to come out of the blue, or uh, if it was more than that. Uh, and I think they're going to conclude it was certainly more than that. So let me ask you, I believe it was in the in the lawsuit that you filed, uh, you filed on Stormy's behalf, I guess, uh, a week plus ago now, the one that is, is trying, is is basically trying to pull this out of the arbitration process in 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 that well well position. not 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 exactly okay. our, our position is that we're we've never been in the arbitration process because the agreement's invalid and therefore you can't agree to arbitrate pursuant to an agreement if the agreement's uh, invalid so uh, you know the president mr. Cohen their position is this belongs in arbitration they want it to be adjudicated uh, privately behind closed doors uh, in a locked building. Uh, out of public view, uh, out of uh, out of sunlight as a disinfectant, if you will. Uh, they want it done confidentially uh, because they don't want to have to to answer for what's going on. They don't want to have to uh, answer questions about uh, various tactics, et cetera. Our position's far different. Our position is that this should be decided in a courthouse owned by the people, open to the people, with the doors able to be opened by the people, uh, and then we ought to let people decide. Uh, you know, again, who's telling the truth and and who's in the right and, and who's in the wrong. Uh, and, and we we don't we don't know if they're ultimately going to decide uh, that uh, Miss uh, Miss Clifford is in the right and and Mr. Trump and Mr. Cohen are in the wrong or vice versa. But our position, quite I, I mean, we believe what they're going to decide, but they should decide with full and complete information. Period. So in that in that filing, I you you. Uh Ms. Clifford refer to Cohen using coercive tactics to try to force her back into the arbitration process. Now, we've done a lot of reporting on Michael Cohen over the last year. And, you know, just just one thing we came up with in in that process, a a, an earlier legal filing in a totally uh, separate matter, where back in 2011, where um, he's in a dispute with a business partner, uh, waits for the business partners. This is a, a Ukrainian American business partner of his. Waits for the business partner to be away on uh, a business trip. Shows up at the home when he knows only his wife will be there, 
and sort of muscles her into signing documents. And that's pretty that's that's pretty coercive and manipulative. I think manipulative is actually used or man, manipulated is actually used in the in the legal filings. Well, 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 actually, and I don't know if that's true or not. I, you know whether that happened or not. Um, if anybody did that, I I would actually use a different word to describe it. I would call it thuggish. That sounds right to me. So is 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 uh, have those kinds of tactics been employed in this case and with with your client? Uh, again, I'm not going to touch on that uh, topic. I think that's certainly something that is likely uh, to be asked or addressed during the 60 Minutes interview. Got but it. but but yeah. here is what I will say. Mm-hmm. Uh, in connection with this litigation, uh, if anybody, and and by that I mean anybody, yeah. if anybody engages in tactics uh, like that in this piece of litigation uh, with me or my client, uh, there's going to be a reckoning. I'm telling you that right now because we will not tolerate conduct like that. We're not going to engage in it, and we're not going to tolerate it on the other side, period. And and so, so basically this – the scope of your possible legal action – uh, potentially goes well beyond just uh, allowing uh, uh, Ms. Clifford to uh, have her day in court and be able to tell her story. If there if there are bad things that have happened on the way there, that is also something that you're going to take account of and maybe take action on. Perhaps, perhaps. Okay, you're, you 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 are a <laughs> you are a man of few words when you choose to be. All right. So so uh, second to last question. So uh, back in January, uh, I think I have the the order of events here correct. I believe Michael Cohen released a statement that was purportedly from Stormy Daniels, basically saying no fair, no nothing, blah 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 blah. Uh, what happened there? Did did was that a real statement from your client? What's the what's the chain of events there? Well, again, and I and I hate to keep no, providing I, the I, same I answer, you, right? I you, but I, I, I can't, you know, it's, it's keep not coming for me. up that hill at you. I, you I understand, and, and no, right. I appreciate the tenaciousness. Yeah. I respect it, but um, I'm not going to answer that question again. I think that's another topic that's going to be covered in the interview that airs, and I think it's going to become apparent to the American people the circumstances surrounding that, and they're going to judge for themselves um, as to whether uh, my client is is being truthful and honest in response to those questions. Got it. Got it. Now, you, you you spoke of Trump surrogates being in the mix here, maybe beyond uh, Michael Cohen. Are are are? Uh, remind me what you said. Those did those come up in the context of basically spreading false narratives about your client, or maybe you know uh, bullying outside of the public eye? What's what's the story there? Both. Both. Are 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 any of these? I, I'm 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 already assuming you can't tell us the names of these Trump surrogates. Are any of these people that that people who are sort of current on politics and the Trump administration and so forth might know the names of? Are these people who I might you know if if you in an alternative universe if you were to tell me all right Josh here here are the Trump surrogates might I know some of these people? Well, aren't we already in an alternative universe? Yes. I feel like we're in an alternative yeah, universe. Yeah, well, we are, but this is another alternative universe where I'm having more success getting you to, you know, uh, uh, cough up the names of these Trump surrogates who are maybe bullying Stormy Daniels or, or spreading false narratives about her. Well, unfortunately, I'm not able to provide those names right now, even okay. though we are in an alternative universe. Right. But even, but you can't say whether, 
like I, might I know that might I might I know these names of people I'd be familiar with? Uh, you you uh, you very well uh, may you're a you're a pretty intelligent, well-read uh, guy. Thank you, thank you so much. Thank you so much. So, what is w- walk us through? Okay, so so supposedly this interview is going to is going to run uh, on the twenty fifth of March. And there is a court hearing in July about that is that is relative to the your lawsuit, correct? In out it, in Los Angeles. Yeah, that date is a placeholder that's okay. basically automatically generated by the court. Got, it. Got uh, it. It, it. I can't say whether anything of any consequence will happen on that day or not. Right. It very well may be advanced, meaning it may occur earlier than that. It could occur later than that. Uh, there's not going to be, at least as of right now, any grand adjudication or right. decision uh, from the court relating to the validity or invalidity of the claims as set forth in the complaint on that day, unless something uh, else transpires between now and then. Got it. So what is, for, for our listeners who just want to know, kind of like, okay, what are the next steps? Presumably the, the airing of this 60 Minutes interview is pretty pretty big one. What else? What else should be waiting for? Is she going to, is she going to speak before the 60 minutes interview? Is there anything legally more going to happen? What's, what's the deal? What, if someone has the, the, and I don't want to trivialize this. I mean, if someone has kind of like a scorecard or a calendar, they want to keep up, what should they be waiting for? Well, this is a very, very dynamic, fast-moving case, uh, both from a public relations standpoint and otherwise. Uh, So it's very difficult for me to sit here right now and lay out for you, uh, if you will, the next 30 days or 45 days and what what that looks like. Um, At some point here in the not-so-distant future, uh, Mr. Trump and Mr. Uh, Cohen on behalf of ECLLC are going to have to file a responsive pleading or responsive pleadings in response to the complaint. Uh, we anticipate they'll deny all the allegations in the complaint. Uh, we're going to have the scheduling conference that was referenced earlier that may or may not occur prior to uh, July. Uh, we're going to enter into the stage of what's called discovery in the case, which means that we're going to be able to start asking for documents, subpoenaing records, asking for depositions and the like. Uh, there's a whole host of other things that may or may not occur in the next 30 to 45 days. But that gives a general overview of some of the things that I would expect to happen in the not-so-distant future. Quick final question. With this e- uh, Essential Consultants LLC kind of creating this third party in this in this agreement, you as a lawyer, is that like, oh, there's always a third party LLC involved in an agreement like this? Is that like a, when you see that agreement, do you see that and you're like, wow, that's really kind of not totally standard? Or for us non lawyers, like, oh, yeah, that's how it always is? In, in this context, that's very unusual. Got v- it. Very, very unusual. Got it. Michael Avenetti, uh, thank you so much. You're, I guess you're, you're flying back to California. You made some time for us. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time, and we will we will be uh, glued to the latest developments in this, as you say, very fast-moving, possibly kinetic story. Thank, thanks for having me. All right. Well, that was very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 you know I I, I, I went at him a bunch of times trying to get you know all right tell me who the Trump surrogates are. <laughs> yeah. Who you know he's a seasoned is, he's a seasoned uh, media savvy guy. Yeah. Can tell he, he's he, not he, his first time. Yeah. Not his not his first rodeo, and definitely uh, trying to release the information at his at his on his own timing. You know, because I want to know like all right. Sebastian Gorka? Like, giving her a hard time? Is he in this? Man. A lot of Trump surrogates, yeah, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it, it, you know, what stuck out to me, I think, is that it seemed to me that he actually went further than he did this morning on the on the morning shows when he talked about physical threats. You know, he mentioned that both Stormy Daniels feels like 
you know, her currently sort of in fear of her physical safety. And, and so does he. I mean, you know, they're obviously under a lot of scrutiny and, and, right. and a lot of just pressure from from the president. And I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I mean, what I tried to get at in that one question is, is I think we all understand it is unfortunate, but we understand that when you get something very high profile like this, that goes to the heart of the partisan divisions in the country, you're going to get some crazies come out of the woodwork and say terrible things and so forth. But at least with Stormy Daniels, it seemed pretty clear that he was saying that's not just what this is about, that she was being told or given threats that you need to keep quiet about right. this. He said some of those you laugh off, some of them you don't, basically. Right. So right. I think that distinguishes between the two. Yeah, yeah. And 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 again, I he you know, he was not gonna say, Yeah, Michael Cohn said, like, you know, it's over for you if you talk about if you, right. if you talk about this. But I certainly got the sense and I you know, you you uh the Josh Marshall podcast audience make your own judgments. But it seemed pretty clear he is saying that she's been threatened, uh, that she didn't sign that didn't sign that document just to get one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. That maybe it was a an offer she couldn't refuse, as the as they say. Uh, the one other thing, and this may seem like pretty in the weeds to people, but you know, I asked that question about Gina Rodriguez, and he said she no longer represents Stormy. Now, here's why I asked that. She, uh, Gina Rodriguez, is herself a former uh, pornographic uh, film actress and now is an entertainment manager out in L.A. And she represents, she, there was an article in the New York Times uh, a couple years ago that she, her, her gig is sort of representing the D-list people. So, like, she represented, like, Octomom, right? And, and, you know, a bunch of other whatever. Now, here's the thing, though. There's that lawyer, Keith Davidson, which uh, Michael wasn't quite willing to go there. He was he was he kind of half went there. Uh, it really seems to me there's some real questions about whether in that October 2016 negotiation that Stormy Daniels really had a person negotiating purely on her behalf as opposed to maybe negotiating on both sides or something like that. In any case, uh, Gina Rodriguez, when you see Gina Rodriguez come up in the news or Keith Davidson come up in the news, it's almost always together. So they seem to have a kind of a professional relationship where maybe when Gina Rodriguez signs someone up, uh, Keith Davidson is the go-to lawyer. And again, nothing wrong with that. That's, that's you know, all sorts of agents have that. You have a go-to right, lawyer right. who you work with and so forth. But the fact that she is no longer working with Gina Rodriguez kind of told me a little more about there's a been a complete cutting of ties to, to that the, phase. Yeah, yeah, to that phase. And the Could people, you argue Stormy Daniels is a higher profile personality now too and might want, well, I mean, want, might want a, you know, a better representation? Yeah, I, I think so. But again, my, my sense is, is that there is a total cutting of ties from the whole group that was representing her. Because, that would make sense. Yeah, because again, maybe that wasn't, Maybe there was something sort of shady that was that was uh, that was going on there. I I I I did mention, and we we didn't get too far into this, but um, uh, there's some pretty embarrassing stuff in uh, in that in that 60 Minutes interview about, and you could you could sort of tell that Michael was was talking about you know very specific details that will show her credibility now. What is that supposed to mean? Right. <laughs> Tune in. We'll yeah. Find well, out. I, I, 
I think it means, and I think this not just based on surmises of, of or interpretations of what Michael said, that she goes into some intimate details about a lot of stuff. And uh, that might not go over well with Donald Trump. Um, and my understanding is not just details that it's obviously embarrassing for a, a, a married man and, and, and uh, I certainly feel for his wife, Melania, in this case. That's, that's a very bad position to, to, be, to be put in. Uh, so, but I think there's stuff beyond just carrying on an extramarital affair, maybe some, maybe some physical details and also what the president of the United States uh, likes when he's uh, having a, a sexual encounter with a porn star, which, you know, I'm not sure we've ever used that sentence New before territory. in this in this uh, in this universe. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, latest edition of the Josh Marshall podcast. And again, this is a Josh Marshall podcast extra. We're releasing this on Friday. Uh, what day is this? It's March 16th, right? That's right. <laughs> Losing track of the date. So, uh, and remember, we this episode of the Josh Marshall Podcast is brought to you by Grady's Cold Brew Ice Coffee, which is totally amazing. And, and again, that's that's not just based on me having a script here in front of in front of my face. Facts I mean, are facts. Yeah, facts are facts. I've been drinking this stuff forever, and like you know, basically. I'm probably like half the business model of, of, of Grady's Cold Brew. So if you're ready, uh, get 20% off your first order at Grady'sColdBrew.com. That's Grady'sColdBrew.com with promo code TPM. We will talk to you on Tuesday. See you next time.